1: We're going to break down chapters, go through each book separately, go into character analysis and any thoughts or kind of theories that we have about books, characters, plots, etc. And
0: maybe play some fun games along the way. Exactly. So welcome and enjoy. All right. Shall we? Let's do it. Welcome back, everybody. This is episode six. Mmm, man. We are not quite halfway through the season, but we're getting there. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, This week, we're doing chapters 21 through 24, and we are calling this A Date with the Bone Carver. Mmm. Um, anything high level you want to share before we dive in chapter by chapter?
1: I just forgot how interesting of a character the Bone Carver is. Yeah. Until we've been reunited with him. Yes. So...
0: Definitely lots of fun conversations in this, these Mm -hmm. few chapters. This was, I feel like not a lot of like action took place. Right. But we had a lot of very interesting information Mm. revealed and discussed. Yes. So um, let's jump in. Chapter 21. um, Summary for this was that the inner circle prepares for their trip to the court of nightmares while Feyre's subconscious wrestles with her deepest fears. Mm. What'd you notice?
1: I wish we got a little bit more into Amran and Nesta's training, just yeah. because you know they're two of the fiercest women that we meet in this book, and I would just love to see more of their interactions. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I just hate that Farah reverts back to her nightmare time, and like nightmare. I just thought we had moved past that.
0: I thought so too. It was sad.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So Farah is going to check on her sister with Amran. Yep. Um, and my note just says, so training looks like it's going well. Yeah. They are having a staring contest, basically. I was like, it doesn't
1: even look like they're training. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm just guessing a lot of it's mental.
0: Yeah, exactly. And Amrit kind of explains that, that, you know, she's trying to teach her how to, you know, set bring up shields and protect mm-hmm. herself, which Faye was like, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Keep doing what you're I doing. I know. And she's
1: <laughs> like, why didn't I think of that? yeah like i don't know a
0: lot going on vera true in all fairness
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um but amarin is so funny as a teacher it's very different because we've had reese as a teacher cassian as a teacher Mm -hmm. Azrael as a teacher and now amarin and she is just like all spice yes um not surprising though it's definitely not surprising but it's it's funny seeing all of their different teaching methods Mm -hmm. (laughs) um let's see what else are you noticing
1: um fair is trying to like glean some information about the prison and the inmates from Amryn without you know directly kind of asking about it because she doesn't want to let her know i'm surprised that they don't want to let the number two person in the night court know that they're going to the prison i know she's kind of touchy on the subject but even still I, i feel like that's something she should know
0: and i'm hoping they do tell her but yeah it's definitely weird that they're holding the holding these cards very close right now right she doesn't get many answers from Amarin. No. Amarin kind of blows her off, unfortunately. And then, what were you going to
1: say? I was going to say really the next thing is kind of like the dream she has, or oh, nightmare, yeah. not really a dream. Um, she's basically back into the mountain and Nesta is the one pinned to the wall instead of Claire. And then Elaine is being tortured on the spit and Reese is being led away by Amarantha only to have his wings destroyed. Mm -hmm. I was like, it's been so long since we've had a nightmare from Farah, but I just love how Reese helps her get through it.
0: Yeah. It's very different
1: than Tamlin, than Tamlin.
0: Mm hmm. Ugh. I feel like it was really it this chapter. Yeah. It was pretty short.
1: I had like one quote that I liked um, when she's talking with Reese at the end. She said, we had survived. Never again, never again would I let someone hurt him like that. Hurt my sisters like that. Never again. She's just, I think she's just mentally kind of fortifying herself yeah. again.
0: But also, that's such a huge burden to take on yourself. Yes. Like, you can't, like, you can't stop no one, you can't stop your your siblings and Reese. From ever being hurt by anyone ever.
1: Right. It's like you, you thought you were protecting them earlier and then they were put in the cauldron. Exactly. Like you, you never know what's gonna happen.
0: Right. So this kind of thinking feels a little dangerous to me. Yeah. And also feels kind of like the nightmare is regressive. This thinking feels a little regressive to like when Feyre was like in, you know, the hovel with them, just right. like taking care of like I've got this. Mm-hmm. So a little worried for what's happening for Feyre right now. Yeah.
1: But. but other than that, that was all I had for 21.
0: Cool. Chapter 22.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I put Cass and Feyre journey to the prison to meet with the Bone Carver. Mm. What did you notice?
1: Really, my only thoughts were the Bone Carver is a creepy dude. <laughs> He's so <laughs> that's, creepy. That's like all I had to say.
0: And I just, every time I interact with the Bone Carver, I remember the audiobook voice yeah. for the Bone Carver, and it still haunts me. It's so <laughs> creepy. For anyone who's listened to the audiobook, you empathize. It is a lot. Um, but yeah, the bone cover is such an interesting creature. Mm-hmm. Um, but we start out having a little check-in with Reese before we go to the cult or to the cauldron. <laughs> to the prison. If only I could speak today. Um and I just I really appreciated him asking her if she wanted to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, honoring that, like, she did. Mm-hmm. And, and just, like, helping her through that. And it's, like, she said at the end of this, like, that she felt better. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, this is why we talk things out. I know. Like, um, I'm so glad that they did that. Because I think while this nightmare was definitely a regressive moment, hopefully talking about it
1: mm-hmm. will help us move faster quickly. I know. I lo- she says, the savage grip of those terrors lightened, cleared away love, dew in the sun, I freed a long breath as if blowing those fears from me, letting my body loosen in its wake. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's just that. an instant relief of, by talking about this. Yeah. So.
0: So Reese winnows her and Cassie into the prison. Um, and I think it's interesting. He says that when you're in there, you won't be able to reach me. And she says, why? And she says, wards and spells far older than Perithian. And it's just, I'm so curious mm-hmm. about this prison. Like, I know. How was it set up? What is going on here? How, <laughs> like, is it,
1: how is it that much older than Prithian? Like, what was yes. here before Prithian? Yes. That a prison was established.
0: And what are the wards that are like preventing like mates from speaking to each
1: other? Right. You know, like. So many questions.
0: Very, yeah. This is. I have a special like questions sticky, and there's a lot in this like chapter.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, don't let each other out of your sight. And I like that he, he's like not just worried about Pharaoh, like, he's worried about Cassian too. Yeah.
0: It's definitely both of them. Mm hmm. So, um, we journey into the prison and they chat a little bit about the bone carver mm-hmm. and something he said, cause she's asking him like, do you think this is a good idea? Mm-hmm. And he's like, not really, but like, yeah. we'll see how it goes. And he said that the bone carver is a very old God. So she says the bone carver was an old God. And then it goes that he dragged a hand through his hair, the siphon gleaming in the watery light that's what legend says, along with whispers of being able to fell hundreds of soldiers with one breath. And I was just like, yikes? Mm -hmm. But also, that sounds like exactly what we need on the battlefield. Yes. um, But Cassian brings up such a good point of how, like, you just gotta somehow make sure he stays on your side. Like, it's great as long as, you know, he's fighting for you.
1: (laughs) I thought it was really interesting. So they're walking to the prison. And first off, I wish we could get like a novella on Cassian and all of the... Like creatures that he's put in the prison. Oh, that would like be so interesting. Like how he caught them and how he got them in there. I just thought that would be really cool because yeah. Sarah kind of asks him a little bit about it and he's like, he basically like puts a finger over his mouth and he's like, shh, we don't talk about that. <laughs> but then I thought it was really weird that they were so open to talk about the bone carver yeah. when they wouldn't talk about other inmates.
0: Well, I think he didn't put the bone carver away and maybe he doesn't want the inmates that he put away to know that he's maybe. down there. I don't know, but that's really interesting. Yeah. I would love some, like, background history of, like, Cassian and Asriel and Reese, like, mm-hmm. in the, like, time before.
1: Right. Oh, it'd be so interesting. Yeah. Um And then, let's see, Cassian, he just seems very reluctant about getting the Bone cover's help. Yeah. He says, I think you'd better find a way to control him in this world, or else we'll be fighting enemies on all fronts. Yeah. So it's... Like, he, I don't think Cassian's excited about this potential alliance. No.
0: Well, it's interesting. Well, he's the general, right? So he's thinking right. about all of the scenarios, whereas Pharaoh's just like, what I'm hearing is mm-hmm. he's a great weapon, right? <laughs> and so it's a definitely an interesting dynamic, but it's good that they, I think, you know, this is a great example of why you have like a council of people <laughs> to right. like help you when you're ruling. Because mm-hmm. it's like Pharaoh doesn't know anything about like war and battle, and Cassian does. So hopefully they can figure something out to mm-hmm. get the bone carver's help and control him.
1: Yeah. And then Cassian is explaining that the bone carver was an old god. Yeah. Um and so they ruled the forests and rivers and the mountains. Some were those things. Then the magic shifted to the high fae who brought the cauldron and mother along with them. And and though the old gods were still worshiped by a select few, most people forgot them. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. the bone carver just over time has been kind of forgotten about.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. So they get to the bone carver's um, cell, mm-hmm. and Pharisees the young boy once more. Mm. But we have a bit of a epiphany.
1: It's it's so creepy, but it's so cool at the same time. No. So this the bone carver appears is the same little boy, but it's her and Reese's child, or what yeah. her their child would look like. Mm-hmm.
0: What? <laughs> because he appeared as that like before, right? All, all of them getting together. So yes. it's like, in it, in a way, it's reminding me of like the surreal. It's like, oh, the Bow Carver knew
1: mm-hmm. he
0: was dropping dropping hints
1: of his own, right? <laughs> and I think at one point she mentions that it's like, um, when she first went, it was like tempting her into what could have been, and then mm-hmm. when she's going back, it's tempting her what she might lose, yeah, basically of, with being with Reese and having a family and everything yeah um
0: but Cassian I'm curious what Cassian sees because he just seems freaked out
1: yeah well and because w- when Reese went he saw Jurian
0: right as the bone oh, carver that. so it's
1: like who does Cassian see yeah it's interesting that we don't get
0: Ooh.
1: yeah like, we don't find out no like if I was fair I'd be like who do you see I I'm know. just so curious
0: I'm really surprised she didn't ask mm-hmm uh, let's see. So the bone carver has a really interesting monologue about her sister.
1: Mm-hmm. So he. Well, even just before the sister, mm-hmm. the bone carver knows everything. He yeah. greets her. He says, I was wondering when you would return, High Lady. Please mm-hmm. accept congratulations on your union.
0: How does he know?
1: Yeah, so he knows that they're married. He knows that she's High Lady. How does he know? He's literally yeah. in the prison, so far away. It's kind of crazy. Mm hmm. Uh, let's see so the
0: bone carver kind of focuses in on Cassian and Mm -hmm. says if I tell you a secret warrior heart what will you give me first off I kind of love that he calls him warrior heart I know that's a a nice nickname
1: for Cassian especially
0: exactly Um, and so he says what if I tell you that the rock and darkness and sea beyond whispered to me lord of bloodshed another interesting nickname Mm -hmm. Um, how they shuddered in fear on that island across the sea how they trembled when she emerged she took something, something precious. She ripped it out with her teeth. What did you wake that day in Highburn, Prince of Bastards? And I'm also, what did you wake that
1: mm. day? Did, Cassian didn't do anything. No, he was barely alive at that point. Exactly.
0: So what, what, what? Why are we using that one? Mm. And then she, he continues, he says, what came out was not what went in. How lovely she is, new as a fawn and yet ancient as the, ancient as the sea how she calls to you a queen as my sister once was terrible and proud beautiful as a winter sunrise what is going on with nesta
1: what is happening well, and he continues he says nesta nesta <laughs> how the wind moans her name can you hear it too nesta 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 what did she do drowning in the ageless dark what did she take like, why is he directing this to Cassian? Why is he yeah. directing it at Fera?
0: There's a lot of, it's, what is happening with Nesta? Why is he obsessed with Cassian right now?
1: What is happening? I don't know.
0: It's just, it's very interesting.
1: And I'm, and how is he connected to the cauldron? Because he's saying, like, it spoke to him, like, across the sea, like, the darkness and all that. Yeah this is yeah just all questions there's no answers really (laughs) all questions
0: lots of question stickies Mm -hmm. like what is happening yes um but Feyre kind of like jumps in to like redirect Mm -hmm. which part of me is like I'm glad that she's refocusing but also I'm like or if you let him keep talking maybe we will (laughs) have answers um but the carver says I so rarely get company forgive me for wanting to make idle talk why have you sought my services (laughs) um and you know she kind of Very briefly says what she's going to do. And he says, I'm listening. And Mm -hmm. that's how the chapter ends.
1: Yeah. There was, like, two other things I want to point out. There's a quote that I really like Mm -hmm. when they're walking towards the, like, bone carver and everything. Okay. Um, And Cassian says, this is war. We don't have the luxury of good ideas. Only picking between the bad ones. Yeah. And he's just such a realist. Like, it's so apparent in everything that he does and says.
0: Yeah, it reminds me of I think I said this in one of the earlier episodes but like when we were talking about like Jurian mm-hmm. and what he did to Clithia and how everybody hates him. Right. I'm like, it's war! Yeah. Like, there's, there's no there's no good things that you can be doing. You're right. just, everyone's just doing their best. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, and then the other thing, the so in order to get answers from the bone carver, they have to give him a bone. Oh, And yeah. so this one that they give is what was left of the Ator. Ugh. Again, it brings us back to was the Ator the only one? Because I remember when they all the creatures were flying in from the Sidra, and yeah. they said there were so many like Ator looking creatures. So yeah. I'm like, does the Bone Carver know that this was the Ator? That yeah, you know, like what what's mean? the naming
0: convention of these? I know is and its name Ator, but the creature name is slightly different.
1: I don't know, okay. but also. Well, Reese does he just like keep a secret stash of bones she's like I didn't even know we had this bone until I needed it it's like does Reese just find bones or see opportunities he's like oh we're gonna meet with the bone car eventually let me save this ator bone
0: that's hilarious I'm
1: just like what because he had saved the Garden worm yep. bone that like Reese killed it is randomly collecting bones I know I'm like where does he hide these things
0: <laughs> oh too funny
1: yeah so that's all I had
0: love it all right. Chapter 23, Cass and Feyre strike a deal with the Bone
1: Carver. I just thought it was really interesting learning about the Bone Carver and his past. Yes. And it's like, who would have thought that he actually would be scared of people when everyone seems so scared of him? Mm-hmm. I say people. I mean, his superiority.
0: <laughs> Super crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Lots more questions in this. Mm-hmm. Um, she kind of says that, he, you know, they want to set him free, maybe mm-hmm. even send him back. Um, in exchange for her, for his help. Um, and he literally says, the cell curse breaker is where I wish to be. Do you think I let them trap me without good reason? I'm just like, what?
1: <laughs> Why do you want to be here? Right. It, how boring just to sit in a cell by yourself for yeah. thousands of years? You want to be there? Like, is there nowhere else you could choose to be?
0: Exactly. Like, I understand. And he talks a little bit about how he's terrified of his siblings, basically. Right. And, you know, apparently there was some Fey warrior that was trying to get rid of them but failed. Mm. Um, And so that's why he let himself get trapped for protection. And I'm like, there's nowhere else you could have hidden? Like, what about this prison is so special that you want to be
1: here? I'm assuming it's the wards and whatever else is keeping them there. I don't know. It's weird. What kind of existence is that? A terrible one, apparently. But not for him. Um. And you had mentioned that fae warrior. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, is that Farah's descendant? I don't know. I feel like it has to be because they talk about how the bloodline ended and they basically were human. It
0: says, her bloodline is long gone now, though a trace still runs through some human line. I think that would be wild if... It has to connect. It has to be Farrah's bloodline.
1: I think so, at least.
0: I Yeah, it's definitely, I put like a... Hmm. Mm-hmm. Next to that, because.
1: Not like that really will ever come up again, but. Who knows? It could. Who
0: knows? It's Sarah J. Mass. Who I
1: knows? I
0: know. Um, uh, let's see what else.
1: So, the bone carver has two siblings. He's got the twin who we mm-hmm. met, which is the weaver, and yep. he said her name was formerly Striga. 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 Um, and then his older brother is Koshy. Koshy.
0: Koshy. So, on a side note, yes. all of these three things. Mm-hmm are, like, very, like, there's legit lore in our world yes. about them. Mm-hmm. I feel like we should do, my friend Erin is, like, super into history, mythology, mm-hmm. all of these things, and she was texting me about this when she was reading the book. She's like, I know what these, these names are familiar to me. Like, all of that. I feel yeah. like we should do a mini at well, some point. Well, the Striga,
1: I'm thinking of The Witcher. The episode in oh, The Witcher, like, the creepy... That's another thing! The creepy daughter girl in the castle. Oh, that was so creepy. Um... But yeah, I was like, oh, are these all connected? Yeah. But I knew I do know that there's actual lore and mythology mm-hmm. about these. Um, I think that's
0: so interesting mm-hmm. that Sarah does this. Yes. Anyway. Um, sh- but, okay, so we met the weaver who's stuck in the middle. Right. And his brother, Koshe is confined and bound by his little lake on the continent. So that's where his brother is. Mm-hmm. So I they know. are kind of contained.
1: Yeah. I'm wondering, are we going to meet his brother now since we've met the weaver like we'll get to meet his brother
0: foreshadowing Ah. (laughs) let's see and apparently they're all death gods Mm -hmm. (laughs) all of them
1: yeah and he said I I thought it was really interesting he says you are immortal or long lived enough to seem that way but my siblings and I we are different and the two of them stronger so much stronger than I ever was my sister she found a way to eat life itself to Mm -hmm. stay young and beautiful forever thanks to the lives she steals And I'm just curious, like, what is the difference between – he makes immortality seem, like, less than what he has. Yeah. And I'm like, immortality's forever. Like, what's more than forever? Like, I know he says he's a death god, but it's all forever to me. I
0: don't know. That's crazy. It's
1: almost – It's just, like, the way it sounded was, like, he was saying immortality was, like, a normal life where his is, like, more. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I
0: almost wonder because it's, like – as immortals like they can still die right they just like live really long periods of time and so maybe that's just the difference is like they a... can't die yeah well i mean i don't know if the bone cover like can't die mm-hmm. but i think like this the idea of like aging and death is just mm-hmm. an extremely different experience yeah even though even from like an immortal but mm-hmm. it's crazy to think about
1: Yeah, and then also the eating life itself. I was like, is that why she like turns people into threads? Like, so gross.
0: (laughs) I don't even want to think about her again. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but I also I misspoke. So the two of them are death gods, but it's like, what's the bone carver? Because even Thayr asked, like, if they're death gods, what are you? Mm -hmm. And she says death. He had asked me over and over about death, about what waited beyond, what it felt like. And I think that's an interesting distinction too—the mm-hmm. power that these death gods have over death, yeah—and um, maybe that, and how that might factor into why he's so fearful of them. Because mm-hmm. I wonder if they have a capacity to almost control him. Maybe. Hmm. Let's see. And so the carver was kind of just like, I kind of want to stay out of this. I don't.
1: I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave. <laughs> I don't want
0: to deal with it. You know, like i'm i'm good mm-hmm. and so cassian says we should go the delight of the hewn city awaits mm-hmm. and it's almost like the carver's like oh wait what yeah you're going to the hewn city and so it turns out that he is willing to strike a bargain mm-hmm. he says that his sister had a collection of mirrors in her black castle she admired her she admired herself day and night in those mirrors Gloating over her youth and beauty there was one mirror the aurora boros she called it it was old even when we were young a window to the world all could be seen all could be told through its dark service surface Kier possesses it an heirloom of his household bring it to me that is my price the aurora boros and i am yours to wield if you can find a way to free me mm. and i'm like why do you want this
1: mirror i don't know also how are they going to free him that's my thing. It's like, yeah, yeah okay. That's so you the get in there. How the heck are you going to free him? Like, Amram won't tell you how she was free, and like nobody's nobody's yep. escaped this prison. And Breez can't just let people go. It's not in mm-hmm. his authority. So how are you planning on getting this guy out? One step at a time. I know. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just planning ahead here.
0: Yep. Nope. It's a great question. So, um, Cassian and Feyra leave, mm-hmm. and let's see. Um, he talks about, he tells her that the bone carver carves death Mm -hmm. into bone, sees them, enjoys them, which is interesting and creepy. Yep. Um, and that he also had suspected that he would talk about Nesta, Mm -hmm. which is crazy.
1: Yeah. And Farah kind of asks him about Nesta, like Mm -hmm. if he would kind of be scared of her in that regard. And he says, I'm a warrior. I've walked beside death my entire life. I would be more afraid for her to have that power, but not afraid of her. Nothing about Nesta could frighten me. <laughs> Aww. Oh, Cassian. Oh, Cassian. So sweet. Oh. And then they go home. And then they go home. Last chapter.
0: Yep. Yeah. Um, all right. A visit to the House of wind initiates a move for its
1: residents. Mm. What'd you notice? Elaine actually moves and speaks? <laughs> She's, she exists? I was like, what progress? How sad that that's progress. I the know. fact that she moved and spoke. Um, yeah. But I'm just, like, so curious about how this mating bond thing with Lucian's gonna go. Yeah. So.
0: It's gonna be interesting for sure. Mm-hmm. So, Feyre goes to visit her sisters in the House of Wind mm-hmm. and finds both of them in the library. Yeah, surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. Um, and Elaine's, like, comments... Just make me feel really sad. It's like the
1: most depressing thing. I know. She says, "Even wasted away by grief and despair, Elaine's beauty was remarkable. Hers was a face that could bring kings to their knees, and yet there was no joy in it, no light, no life." Wild, sad. Just sounds so, so sad, sad. especially because she was just so always full of hope and joy.
0: Yeah. And then, so Feyre says at one point, "There's a garden at my other house. I'd like for you to come tend it if you're willing." And then Elaine says. Will I hear the earthworms writhing through the soil or the stretching of roots? Will the birds of fire come to sit in the tree and watch me? I'm just like, what is happening to you? Are you
1: going crazy? Like, I mean, earthworms I get, but I'm like, what birds of fire are you talking yep. about?
0: Yep. What's the bird of fire? But she's clearly like struggling with like hearing a lot of things, right? Heightened sentence yeah. senses, like in a way that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Nesta isn't dealing with this and no. farah didn't deal with it in this way so
1: and like farah had called nesta over cause she wanted to like chat with her about mm-hmm. elaine um and it just makes me sad she says something in my chest cracked as nesta's eyes also went to the windows before elaine to check as i did for whether they could e- be easily opened that's so sad i was like are you guys seriously that worried that she's about to kill herself apparently like that's so depressing to me
0: it really is and so they're kind of having a conversation about Elaine and how she's been doing when Feyre hears a voice mm-hmm. that says, is there anything I can get for you? Mm-hmm. And Lucian has appeared and is speaking to Elaine. I
1: know. Like, where did he come from? I where thought did... it was, like, against the rules for him He to was come. not supposed to be in the library.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> he was breaking the rules. And so Feyre kind of puts up, like, a this, like, barrier of hard air to kind of, like, hide her and Nesta away. Mm-hmm. But then she slips into Lucian's mind.
1: To- oh, I have like a problem with it. Like, I get it because yeah. who knows what's going to happen. Like, she's just worried about Elaine, but also. But she I, stayed in there very long. Right.
0: It wasn't like a quick pulse. Like, I know.
1: How's he feeling? What's happening? Right. And also, it doesn't matter what he's feeling so long as what he's saying is okay. You know what I mean? Like, yes, there's no I- reason for you to want to know what he's thinking. Like, if he. Yes. If he starts attacking her, then I would jump into his mind and be like, "Why is he attacking her? What's he doing?" But just to slip into somebody's mind because you're curious what they're thinking about Elaine, I I don't think it's justified. I
0: agree. When I said what he's thinking, I meant Mm. like to do a quick pulse check of like what's the intention of of the interaction right now. Mm -hmm. Like if I think you can do that, right? Like, oh, is he just surprised and he's like intrigued? Is he? cranky mm-hmm. is he gonna take her like what's that initial right. vibe I think that was appropriate because he's not supposed to be there and right. she's worried but you're right the fact that she stayed there so long and mm-hmm. was in it I was like it's a little much fairer yeah unfortunately but it was interesting to get Lucian's perspective perspective and
1: thoughts. and so. I thought this was a really good way to get a Lucian perspective versus like having a chapter like dedicated to like dedicated to Lucian this was just like more how he was thinking and what he was thinking so we can't be
0: too mad at Thera no
1: (laughs) and I just thought it was like an interesting almost like stream of consciousness like it wasn't solely focused on Elaine like he was thinking other things too yeah um
0: Definitely has a lot going on up there. Yeah. So he <laughs> thinks
1: about like his first love, just Minda, and like how different she is from Elaine. And mm-hmm. then he's thinking about the house he's in and like how much he really likes it, how much he likes the city of Valaris, the night court and the inner circle. Mm-hmm. And just that he thought that like life at Tamlin's court would have been like that.
0: I know, that made me so sad. You know. Oh. And he's just trying to like really casually engage with Elaine. It's mm-hmm. like There's a plate of biscuits. Like, would you like one? Mm -hmm. She's just, it's very simple interactions. You can tell he's not trying to push her. He's Mm -hmm. just trying to exist near her, which is so
1: sad. Because he, I mean, she makes a comment about, like, she was supposed to get married or whatever. And, Mm -hmm. I mean, he instantly gets enraged inside, but he keeps such a cool calm exterior. He's just, you know, do you want a biscuit? kind yeah. of thing which I appreciate that he's keeping himself so in check
0: I know but like her and his thoughts he says you know she finally turned to face him and she you know he said that she was pale yes the vacancy still glazing her features but he couldn't breathe as she fully faced him she was the most beautiful female he'd ever seen
1: mm. <laughs> oh stop Lucian I know um,
0: and she, she actually speaks to him yes that was so surprising mm-hmm so she asks him, who are you? And she, he tells her that, you know, he's Lucian. Doesn't say anything about the whole mate thing. Mm-hmm. And her response was, Lucian, from my sister stories, her friend. And it's just like, it's so sweet. I know. It's just a lot. And she's like, you were in Highburn. And he says, yes. And she goes, you betrayed us. And he goes, it was a mistake. And then she talks about she was supposed to be married and it's just like, Mm. it's really like simple and like simple phrases, but it's just like, there's so much meaning in uh, in them. I just, my heart breaks for Lucian.
1: My heart breaks for Elaine. Mm -hmm. There's just like a lot of feels happening right now. I know. And she says to him, she says, I can hear your heart beating through the stone. Can you hear mine? And he says, no. She says, no one ever does. No one ever looked. Not really. He did. He saw me. He will not know.
0: <laughs> like, Elaine. But also, that makes me feel so sad that she says, like, no one ever does. No one ever looked. Mm-hmm. Like, like your siblings love you. Your yeah. parents loved you. Like, it, it's just, it, I think it puts a different, like, perspective on Elaine. Like, mm-hmm. she was so, like, kind and loving to others. Mm-hmm. But, like, did ever did anyone ever, like, really reciprocate that back to her?
1: I don't think in the same way. It's like, I feel like everybody was just trying to protect her. I know.
0: Which is sad. I know. Has she been, like, lonely her whole life? Oh. That's a really upsetting perspective. I know. Ugh. Um, and fi- Okay, so we finally pull out mm-hmm. of Lucian's mind. And Nesta goes, have you ever gone into my and... Farrah says no, but then it's, how she knew what I had done, I didn't want to ask. And
1: it's like, how did Nesta know? Because Lucian didn't even know that his mind was invaded. Exactly. How did Nesta know that she invaded somebody else's mind? Nesta
0: was just chilling next to her.
1: It's wild. man.
0: So they come out, interrupt Lucian and Elaine, um, and Lucian tells tells them that he just came for a book.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Um... And then he's also, like, giving advice on what Elaine needs. Like, she needs fresh, fresh air, take
1: her to the sea, take her to the garden, get her out of this house. Which I totally agree with. It's like, how can you keep somebody cooped up exactly. for that long? Well,
0: I also think, it's. I don't know if they were keeping her cooped up, but that was just what she was choosing constantly. Right, that's true. And they weren't forcing her to not. Yeah. But that is pivoting a little bit. So mm-hmm. Farah is saying that they are moving into the townhouse right now. Mm-hmm. So I think that will help push her out of, just like yeah. hiding in a room even more. Mm-hmm. And so Nesta, Lucian, and Elaine are moving to the townhouse. Yeah. I'm surprised they brought Lucian down. I I mean, like, I guess there's like a loneliness of keeping him up there. Right. But I, I just was still a little surprised by that.
1: Yeah. I agree. Yeah, that is a little surprising. So they get down there and Asriel is like... It's so sweet. It's <laughs> sweet. Um, she says, "Azriel, graceful as any courtier, offered her an arm. I couldn't tell if she was looking at his blue siphon or at his scarred skin beneath as she breathed beautiful. <laughs> Color bloomed high on Azriel's golden brown cheeks, but he inclined his head in thanks and led my sister towards the back doors in the garden, sunlight bathing them. Why is that, like, just the sweetest interaction it's ever? so sweet. I don't know why. Like, I'm just so happy that somebody... Gives Azriel such like a simple, I know, like just beautiful. That's all all she had to say. Well, she said, well, right before that, he asked, like,
0: would you like me to show you to the garden? Mm-hmm. And it's like that's what she answers. And I'm like, they're just lovely. I know, they're lovely. Oh. <sighs>
1: um,
0: and Reese had flown Nesta from. The house and went to the townhouse, and
1: he was, he was a jerk about it. I feel like that's like a brother-sister kind of relationship. Yeah. Like, I think that's something Cassian would have done to Farrah just to piss her off when, right. when they were...
0: But I feel sp- like Reese was not reading the room.
1: No, no, no. Not at all.
0: Because I think Cassian... I thought it was a little, like, sweet, but also sad. when, he, Like, when he sees that, Cassian says... She'll never fly again. Yeah. And so it's like, I read that as like, Cassian keeps trying to reach out to her and it's like, damn it, Reese, like now she's never going to fly again. I know, you're again. just like
1: ruining every potential I know. opportunity.
0: But it is also hilarious.
1: Yes. <laughs> it is both.
0: Um, let's see. So Nesta is like sick in the bathroom, but comes out and she has like
1: fire in fire her Fire, death eyes. Ice. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Lucian asks Nesta, what are you? And she replies, I made it give something back. And that's it. Uh, What does that mean? I don't know. (laughs) But, like, I totally forgot about Lucian's, like, special eye that he has. Oh, yeah. Because Reese says something, and Lucian's like, it spoke to nothing in my own arsenal. That was that was ice so cold it burned ice and yet fluid like flame or flame made of ice fair responds i think it's death i yeah. think the power is death made flesh or whatever power the cauldron holds holds over such things that's why the carver heard it heard about her mm-hmm. reese responds only nesta would not just conquer death but pillage it oh. <laughs> which i love
0: yeah i did not connect the dots though that like it was lucian's eye like reading
1: what the heck is going on with nesta yeah cuz reese asks that. like Kind of like, what did you see or something like that? Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I forgot. Like, Lucian's got this special eye. So, it's like, what does he see? I know. Interesting. Very
0: interesting. And I'm like, what else
1: does he see? Like,
0: I, what is this eye? What does it do? I don't know. We need to know more. I know. Um. So, the next kind of, like, scene says that Azriel and... um her sister are like sunbathing in the garden mm-hmm. and there's just something about that that just made me really happy You
1: know it's so pleasant <laughs> it is
0: and it's like he's not trying to talk to her mm-hmm. he's just he's just sunbathing and she's just sipping tea mm-hmm. and it's
1: just it's just pleasant it and is sweet it's like the most positive we've seen elaine since all of this happened <sighs> totally so,
0: so it's almost like is Azrael a steadying presence i don't mm-hmm. know um, but Feyre, I think, asks a great question of, why
1: Lucian? <laughs> I know. <laughs> why is
0: Lucian her mate? Why not Asriel? Right. And I think that is something we have asked before right. also. And
1: she's kind of like, how does this come to be kind of thing? And it's like, it's just, I don't know, the cauldron.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the concept of mates, we get a little bit of, like, information in this chapter. Um, but it's just, it's interesting because it's like, sometimes mates don't work. Like, right. Reese's parents, Tamlin's parents, mm-hmm. like, they weren't great for each other. No. Um, and yet, they're mates. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Reese kind of gives us a little bit of a breakdown about, like, how the mating bond can be rejected. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's really hard for males to, like, get over it. Right. And it's always there. Mm-hmm. And so some people try to just deal with it. Yeah. And sometimes it's a mess. Mm-hmm. And it's
1: just, it's a lot of craziness. Yeah. It doesn't sound that good unless it's a good pair. I
0: know. I feel like Reese and Faye are unique in that of having yeah. it work in so many different ways mm-hmm. um it doesn't sound like like in my head in reading mist and fury i was like oh my gosh mates the idea of mates is so romantic mm-hmm. and now i'm like i don't think i'd want to mate.
1: no <laughs> it's like it could be it could be that could be, yeah terrible partner that you just you know yeah you're just stuck with
0: I know and it's like even if you rejected it it's
1: like you still feel that pull towards them and it's like that would be so annoying it's so weird and like the male might think he like owns you
0: yeah cause Reese says like in some courts mm-hmm. like they'll like kill the male that their Probably weight autumn. ends up with yeah he was definitely alluding to that mm-hmm. <laughs> but um but yeah, we'll see. Um, Feyre does ask Reese, "Do you think she and Lucian match well?" Mm-hmm. And Reese says, "You know them better than I do, but I will say that Lucian is loyal, fiercely so." And I just think that was an interesting like observation yeah. from Reese. Mm-hmm. I think he's he's doing a good job of kind of stepping back, yeah, and like looking at it like from a high view versus like getting not just personal because yeah. it's Asriel. Mm-hmm. Let's see
1: what else. Um, and then well, Lucian. Lucia, <laughs> fair. I don't know who I was trying to say. Farah feels guilty for invading Lucian's mind, right? um Which I'm glad she does. and so she kind of like talks Good. to Reese about it, and he's kind of just like, "Well, what's done is done, but you can decide going forward that you're never gonna do it again, or yeah. kind of when you feel like you need to, you can."
0: Yeah, I appreciate he said, "Then say it's the last and be done with it." I was like, "Oh, uh, yeah, you can just do that." Yeah, like just was a very like matter of fact way of yeah.
1: She's just that. like, I'm not going to cross that line again. And I was like, yeah. I respect that decision. Like, yes, I can respect that. You know, you made a mistake and you move on. Exactly. Because people make mistakes. Yeah. And that's OK. hmm.
0: So let's see what else. Um, I just I put like a mm, yes. Because um, <laughs> right at the end of this recess to her ready to be wicked. And I was just like, yes, let's go. <laughs> court of nightmares. Because uh, the last time we were there. Woohoo! Yeah.
1: oh, it was so good. I know. Um, so I'm ready. The only other thing I wanted to point out, this is back when they were up at the House of Wind. Ooh, whoops. Um, well, it was just something that Nesta said because it just made me so mad. Um, <laughs> but this is, so Fair like, pulls her aside and Elaine's, like, sitting there by herself and Farrah's getting her, she's trying to get her to train with Cassie and, like, ask him mm. why she won't train and Nesta basically says... Why bother when someone else can do it for me? Yeah. I was like, you bitch. Okay.
0: Or is she just efficient? Is she delegating? No.
1: (laughs) No. I was like, you are so stuck up getting other people to do everything for you. It's like, you can't run away from every battle. Like, there's not always going to be somebody there to defend you. Mm Mm-hmm. And that made me super mad.
0: Yeah, I definitely, I had conflicting feelings there because I think at first I felt how you did. Mm-hmm. But then there was a part of me where it's like, you know, she doesn't feel like she can battle. Like, <laughs> de- like knowing that and appropriately delegating is not a terrible thing. <laughs> but she doesn't phrase it that way. No. So she's trying to be
1: sassy. Yes. Um, but other than that, that was all I had.
0: Well, I just, I loved the last line of this that Feyre said. She said, this time... I get to make Kier
1: beg. Oh, I know. I love that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Let's go. So I'm really stoked for these next few chapters. Mm-hmm. Next week, we're going to do chapters 25 through 28. And as you've probably gathered, we're going back to the Court of Nightmares. Yay! Baby. <laughs> so really intrigued to see how Feyre behaves as... Hi lady now and how they're going to get the Ouroboros what Nesta finds there's yes. so
1: many interesting things happening I know so that's all for now yes we will catch you next week oh and by the way please uh start submitting questions uh Alex and I are going to do another Q&A mini so mm-hmm. go ahead and drop us some questions in Instagram
0: yep bye bye <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls, a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe
1: and let us know what you think. You can find us on Instagram at, at fairiesandfangirls. Jump in on the conversation and we look forward to chatting with you more next week. Bye. Bye.